Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week, we are continuing our D&D adventures with the Try Guys in the land of Snowdonia. I'm excited to get to that, but before we do, I want to tell everyone that there's more exciting news coming out of the One Shot Network. Coming up this Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time, we're going to be previewing the Adventure Zone card game on our Twitch channel. If you're like me, you love the Adventure Zone, and you're very intrigued by the idea of a storytelling card game. We're going to be showing it off with guests from the Rivals of Water. Waterdeep podcast, Lakeshore and Limbo, and our very own campaign podcast. So you'll want to check that out. Be sure to head to twitch.tv slash one shot RPG at 7 p.m. Central Time this Thursday. That is two hours before Critical Role. Please join us for that. But with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. So to roll for initiative, what we're going to do is have a turn order where I am going to be able to go and control my people in the fight and then you are going to be able to go and control your characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I need you to take your d20 up towards the top of your character sheet. Right next to the little icon that looks like a shield, there is an initiative. You're going to add that to your d20 roll and I will ask you all for what your roll is. Ready? Too late for me to charm them. We did just stab the mayor. What did you get, Ned? I got an eight. Nineteen! Wow! Plus one. Plus one. Twenty. Fuck! Two plus three. Sixteen. Wow, I saw Plus your initiative? Four. So we're both twenty. We're both twenty. Whoa. Look at you, Joshua. Look at you, Carol. I'm more of a singer than a fighter. <laughs> okay. I thought it was more of a painter, but now who knows? I didn't know this was such a numbers game. Oh, yeah, there's a numbers game behind all of the pretend. D&D is one of the more mechanically rich or heavy games out there. Yeah. There are some games that, that are much lighter where it's a lot more based on the things that you're saying than the numbers that are backing them up. The numbers just help us organize, like, we could have all told a story about us successfully freeing this person from the town, but because we failed so many roles, suddenly it is like a life and death situation. Wonderful. So Carol's at 20 and uh Joshua is at 20. Uh, Josh, what is your uh, dexterity? I'm going to die. Uh, my once. dexterity is a plus one. In general, it is. Is that what okay, you Okay, so Carol is going to be going first on that. Right. And I will roll my initiatives here. Oh, that one is beautiful. Oh, oh yes. Beautiful die. Yeah, this is this is a die that I got as a groomsman gift from, from my wedding, wow. uh, from my groomsman. It is silver, Whoa. which... I like, and you know, if that die hurts you, it's because love wanted it to happen, and uh, it was meant beautiful. to be. Yeah. Okay, so first up is going to be Carol. And what happens now? I roll again? So what happens is you have gone up, you've pulled the knife. I am yes. going to let you sneak attack in this situation. Mm. Um, actually, this is probably your assassinate, so I just need to see what your assassin... Oh, so what I roll is. versus what you roll as the enemy will determine the winner. Exactly. Ah, I like this dungeon master role. You're like yeah. God. You're oh, like he God. Has the so this is like a critical God. hit automatically. Whoa. Cool. So Whoa. you are going to do double damage on this attack. So Carol. tell me, were, were you using a dagger or your rapier? Well, my rapier is gay rights. Yes. My dagger is sexual confusion. Okay. So you're, you, 
so you said you were using gay rights earlier, so. Yeah, let's bring gay rights back out. I Hell like yeah, yeah, gay rights, baby. Uh, so that, I am going to need you to roll, it's these bad boys here, because you've already oh, okay, hit. great. This is the assassinate before combat even begins. Double sevens. Okay, Whoa. so that's 14. You run this person through and kill them immediately. Whoa. Yeah, Carol. Carol. Work. So yeah, you're you're in a situation where you've uh, been sped through the crowd to the mayor. You instantly draw a rapier and stab him through. What do you say to him before he dies? What don't I say, dungeon master? (laughs) (laughs) But only two words that are appropriate for every death that I take at the tips of my fingers. Gay rights. Yeah, and uh, the the terrible mayor is slain, and I think he like dissolves into a gooey mush. Oh, I love it. And with that, I think the majority of the crowd recoils in horror, but a few, their eyes glow an emerald green, and they lean in oh, uh, no. to attack. So you've seen that like clearly the mayor was part of some plot. Yes. Uh, and yes. there are other people afflicted in the town. Well, some people are just confused villagers. So we have a bunch of idiots, but some straight up demons. Some yahoos and some demons. Ah. So now I believe, does someone else in my party attack? Them? Well, you that was an attack that happened before combat happened. So, oh, so, so I, I already just murdered. Because you wanted, yeah, you, he you was started with a murder. What are you doing next? Well, celebrate. I, I, perhaps I should continue with my uh, my death paso doble and go after another green-eyed Go for it, roll, green-eyed a, roll a d20 again to see if you hit. 19. Damn, damn! <laughs> Eugene. Car- Carol. Eugene, Eugene. Carol. Mm, yes, yes, Carol the character. It's literally <laughs> random. It's a chance. <laughs> just channeling. Uh, so that's a, that's another 24. Uh, you're, it's not a critical success. Uh, so you're going to roll 1d8 and you'll add 4 to it and that will be your damage. This one? Yeah. 4. 4. Okay, uh, so that is eight damage that you've done to another one of the yahoos, uh, or one of the demons, sorry. Please describe what your attack looks like. It's like you've just run the mare through and mm. these you know, creatures are looming in on you, doing a horrible undead moan. How, how do you like whirl around an attack? What does that look like? I think I, I've, I'm switching from the pasta double to a little more of a modern interpretive feel. You know, something like of a Sia Chandelier, Ryan Huffington choreography. You know, so I'm a little more fluid, a little more like the smoke coming from my perpetually lit cigarette. And from there, I can catch them unawares because with the stealth, with my moves, I get them from behind. Yes, you whirl around in these fluid motions and like you can see that the creatures that have shown themselves in this crowd like are moving in kind of a herky-jerky style. Like they're not uh, really like moving the way people would. So it's kind of easy for you to move around them and you do a huge cut across this creature's back. Wow. Let's move on to Joshua. It is your turn. Joshua! Are all the demons just sort of intermixed with the villagers or what? I think all of the villagers, when this sort of started playing out, took a dramatic step back. So it's kind of easy to see where the demons are. I am going to run into the center of the demons and I'm going to cast Burning Hands. Nice. I'm going to send fire and a cone around my body. Hell yes. (laughs) Hell yes. Uh, So I need to roll a d20 and add a a what? Um, So you don't actually need to roll a d20 for this. 
they are going to be rolling a dexterity saving throw. So to do this, you're going to roll 3d6. So take the square dice, roll them, and this is going to damage people no matter what. Yes. Three, one, five. Okay, and they are going to roll their saving throws. Let's see, we got... And what is your spell save DC? It'll be on the last page of this sheet. 13, okay. So we got one failure, one success, and uh, two successes. So uh, one is going to take nine damage uh, and basically be burned alive. The other two are taking four damage, uh, so they are singed. So what happens, I think you whirl around, uh, you you open up your hand, uh, is there like magic words that you do, or like, this is kind of artistic, right? This is Yeah, so when I cast Burning Hands, I begin to slowly spin. I put my hands together and say, fire, fire, ignite within me, just as I am forever sad. And, <laughs> and, I, and fire erupts my hands, attacking all of the, the, the demon villagers around me. So yeah, you, you whirl out, you, you hold up your hand, a jet of flame shoots forth, engulfs one of these creatures entirely in fire. It burns away and like you can see, it doesn't really have skin. It kind of like burns a little bit and it's like toasting a marshmallow. Ugh, it's delicious. just like sort of insubstantial and melty beneath. Two of them like kind of jump back in surprise. They still get singed a little bit. Like you can see part of like their false skin is sloughing off, but they are, not as harmed as the one that got totally toasted. So we are now going to turn to them. They are going to react. I think they're probably closest to Edgar uh, because ah. he joined in uh, with the crowd. So. so one of them whiffs terribly. And I think I would like this to be represented by them attempting to hit you, uh, oh. but you're just being too tough and warding them off. So what does that look like? Like they, they have these like gnarled clawed hands and they like try and scratch at you. What, how, how do you just like totally no sell it? I just turn and I go, <laughs> and just yell at them, and like the power of my voice like makes their hands shrivel away in fear. Yeah, yeah, they, they let you roar at them, and it's like, I think better of this, and like moves back. But uh, the other one is completely undaunted by your terror. And what is your AC, which is the little shield symbol? 16. 16, they, they will hit a 16. So they are going to do five damage to you as like they, they slash at you with this terrible claw. It, I think, goes like down from your cheek onto your chest a little no. bit. So like there's a little bit the of like action. Maker figure battle damage. If you were an action figure and we put you in warm water, the scars would appear. Five damage? Five damage. Five. I'm down to 30. <laughs> oh, shit. And the other two, I think, are going to turn on Hatankles, who is currently carried. Like, extremely, yeah, like up on Edgar's shoulder right now. How many of them are left? Uh, there are two, there are four left total, but like two of them are extremely not doing well. Right. Um, one is going to, what is your ace? Oh, yes. armor. Yeah, armor class 12. Um, one is going to miss, the other is going to hit. Oh, so. oh. <laughs> oh God, that's oh. right. You're, you're, you're a beautiful, ah. frail little boy. Oh. Um, 
Oh no! It rolls. I get to do nothing, damage. and they just—they just come at me like that. I mean that. So what? What? The way you defend yourself in this game is through your armor class, which is you know how quick you are, what armor you happen to be wearing. All of those factors go together into this little shield symbol here, okay. and tell you how good you are at avoiding damage. If someone manages to roll above that, they hit you, and it's vice versa. Everybody has an AC protecting them, and when you roll above it, you hit them. Gotcha. Uh, so in this, we had a roll of max damage. You were going to take eight damage Whoa. as one of these creatures manages to claw at you, and I think the other, like, you are able to uh, quickly dodge out of the way while you were up on Edgar's shoulders. Um, <laughs> but with that, Edgar, it's your turn. I activate my rage! Yes! My beard gets braided! <laughs> It braids itself? Yes. <laughs> wouldn't it, it wouldn't go the other way around. I like that it doesn't it go the other okay, way around. I like it, I like it. <laughs> and my, my, I'm suddenly, I suddenly my chest is filled with a glistening radiate sheen from nowhere. What? It, oh, wow. got, it got, destroys the world around got him. Got oiled out of everywhere. Wait, we're just going to fix the thing. <laughs> Wait, was I not allowed? Ah, Miles! So I wasn't allowed to do anything else in my turn. I just get hit. Oh, no, that wasn't your, your turn. turn. Is your turn oh, is next. I just was getting hit. You were last in the initiative oh, order. This was okay, their turn. So, yeah. I'm just getting fucked up in Ned's turn. Wow, this sucks. <laughs> no, they got fucked up in their turn. Their turn. That was yeah. their turn. So, yeah. Eugene went, I went, all of them went. Then you, uh, you yeah, you you didn't roll especially well. Gotcha. No, I get that part. (laughs) (laughs) And we can die in this game. Oh yeah. Once Zach's hit points reach zero, or anybody's, we we won't single Hetankles out here. But if your hit points reach zero, you start making death saves. Uh, You get three of them, and if you fail three death saves. You die. Like a video game. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then you, your campaign can continue outside of your death? Yeah. In one of uh, the games that we run on our network, the campaign podcast, our Skyjack series, one of the main characters died. And in that, they, they died partially because one of the performers had to g- leave the show. So their character died, and everybody in the game mourned that character's death for the next couple weeks. Wow. Um, but you can also die and bring in a new character, or there are certain spells that will resurrect someone from death or reincarnate them in a new body. Like, there are all sorts of ways you can handle death. And death is usually something that gets negotiated in the middle of the group. Really, uh, the results of combat, like if your hit points reach zero, it's more of, this is you taking a loss, and you're probably going to be losing resources in some way, Mm. whether that is a character falling and dying, or other consequences happening. Sean beaned. So... Yeah, you're getting beamed for sure, but I believe we had a barbarian wraith. Ah, my eyes start glowing red. Yes. I still have little hot ankles on my shoulders, but I keep them on. <laughs> and I grab my great axe, spin around, and I swing a giant swing and hit three of them with one swipe. Here's what I'll, here's what I'll do. I'm going to offer you a devil's bargain here. As a barbarian, you're entitled to two attacks, which would definitely allow you to target a two of these creatures. Now, I will let you in one attack uh, target two of them. You will do half damage if you succeed, and you will roll with disadvantage. In this game, when something is challenging or difficult uh, beyond the normal difficulty of a roll, you roll with disadvantage, which is rolling two d20s and taking the lower roll. So if you're willing to do that, 
I will allow you to target multiple people, even though this is outside standard rules, because you have a dungeon master. Uh, dungeon master knows the rules and can decide at any moment, like, okay, those are the standard rules, but for this moment in this group right now, let's change what we're doing. But my rage gives me an advantage on all my rolls, so doesn't that cancel it out? It does indeed! So, what will happen is you're going to be rolling with advantage on one attack, taking the higher of two rolls. And on the other attack, because you have both advantage and disadvantage, it's going to be a normal roll. So, roll it up for me. Roll this it is up. going to be your first one, your stronger one. Come on, ah. God. Okay, so or 12. you got 12. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's definitely right. going to be the one that you're going with. Uh, plus, 12 plus 4, plus 2. No, oh, no, looks gain like, event, the 2 on melee damage. It looks like plus 6 is what plus, you got there. Plus 6. Okay, uh, so you are going to roll a d12, which is going to be oh, the... Plus 6, oh, right. Which is, I think, the pentagonal die you have. 11. Okay. Plus... Plus four, four plus two. two. Yeah, so that is 17 <clears throat> damage. You annihilate this <laughs> Uh, before we describe what happened here, I would love for you to roll another okay. d20 for your second attack. This is the one that would be at disadvantage, but you've got advantage canceling it out. 16. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Plus six. Yeah. This wow. is all hits, baby. Roll that d12 again. And I'm on your shoulder, so I'm here with you, buddy. Two. two. <laughs> plus four, plus two. Okay, so. Terrible. Hey, Ned, you take out all three of these. Yeah, please describe how it goes down. I take it like a baseball bat and I go from low to high. In one fell swoop, the first guy gets sliced completely like a diagonal window pane. The second guy gets his chin chopped off up into his brain. And the third guy gets hit completely bludgeoned in the side of the head and gets keel over and falls dead on impact. Immediate concussion. Um, so, it, like, there's this explosion of, of goop and blood. Total and brain damage. You completely, boom, 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 that could be a concussion. You should see a doctor. <laughs> it's very serious. It's like helmet-to-helmet contact. It could be very bad. So, we cut over to on Edgar's shoulders. Whoa, that was a crazy ride, man. Patankles, there is one boy left. Like, one of these, like, gnarling creatures that yeah, looks I'll like it got a, a little singed by the fire. Uh, this is slam dunk. What are you going to do to take him out? What attack are you doing here? Am I allowed to perform for him? So there are a couple things. Uh, one of your cantrips, Vicious Mockery, yeah. is literally you insult someone so hard they take damage. Am I only allowed to use this once? <laughs> uh, no, you. that's uh, level zero. You could use a spell slot on it to make it slightly more powerful if you like. But yeah, you, you can just insult this person so hard they die. You're saying he's fighting a zombie child. The one yeah, that's the been boy. singed. A little bit by Keith, right? Yeah. I, well, I, I'm just using boys as a general term. No, no, I'm no, it's a, a child. Boy. He's no more than eight years old, and I'm going to kill him. <laughs> a simulacrum of an eight-year-old. Yes. Uh, I assume that's stronger than my, my strength. Uh, yeah, that's probably going to be better than most of your weapons, unless you're using a spell on those. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Vicious Mockery, and I am just going to insult the shit out of this demon child. <laughs> All right, let me, let me read the rules for Vicious Mockery. That's what you're going to do? Yeah, he's, she's going to insult this child to death. 
He's probably only got four hit points left. <laughs> All right. Please tell me what insult you are saying to this person. You are a stupid child. I bet you can't even read books past the fourth grade level. Yeah, you're smaller than me and that's saying something. You can't eat candy unless your mom gives you permission. You have to lie to log into YouTube because you're under 13. <laughs> All right, roll uh, this one, the D4. Here we go. Four, you insulted the party! Yes! yes. yes. <laughs> no. No. You, like, you can see with each insult, it's melting deeper and deeper into the ground. No, his self-esteem. Subscribe, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> I was being held together by my sense of self-worth. No, <laughs> no. Um, and suddenly your group is surrounded by stunned villagers and puddles of demonic goop. Wow. Wow. Sounds like a good Saturday night. <laughs> Listen, townsfolk, we come in peace. We are here to help. I take my ax and I unshackle the person that's been shackled right through the center. Yeah, they pop off. Suddenly everybody in town is like... <laughs> and there's like like a huge applause. It's like the, the, you're, you're welcomed as heroes. A standing ovation before I even sing a song. What a crowd! <laughs> so you are left, you know, with... The, the, there were these kind of mindless monsters that were leading this crowd. I'm sweating. <sighs> now we're the monsters. <laughs> no, 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 no. Get them no. to do whatever we want. We can help them help us defeat the Crimson Mist. I think the person who, who was manacled before, like, turns to Carol. And, like, you can see that this face that had compelled you to act earlier, you know, filled with, with the wanderlust of youth, catches your eyes. And they just say, thank you so much for, for saving me. I, I, I can't tell you what it means. No one would listen to me. Carol says something. I'm stunned in silence and I stared, thinking it's Rooney, but perhaps it's Kate. I would like you to make a charisma save. Ooh. Are we doing it? Let's <laughs> we'll see. I didn't say you oh, were okay, doing okay. it. I, I was, said I make a charisma means. save. I don't know what that means in this <laughs> game. It. All right. Um, so, so that is a d20, uh, and you're going to add your charisma saves up here. Yeah. Four. It's too low. Oh, no, she's kidding. lost. Finally, Carol's, Carol's taken found. down. So, yeah, I think you are quite taken with this person. They, like, capture your eyes and move towards you and say, I can't thank you enough with my words, but I would like to thank you if I could. Oh, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> you have some more of that, too. But did my so. charisma save not work? Your or? charisma save failed. So that what, what, what has happened is... You are, I think, overwhelmed with a feeling. Yes. Like uh, this longing. this person is really tugging on the heartstrings of longing that oh, sort of drive you something. down the path of the path of heroism. So basically you have an emotional connection to this person that is unintentional, whether it's wise or not. There's an attraction there and that may in, uh, influence like your decisions down the road. Metagame talk, you have been ensorcelled. 
Uh, mm. Someone, someone is cast a spell on you ah. because you are theirs. Let me break it down in the language you may understand. <laughs> You've been ensnorcelled. 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 That's that's like when Snuffleupagus would ensorcel people. So what happens next is, are they with us now? Or do so what's happened is like this person, you you find them incredibly compelling, and you mm. want to be around them, and you have like kind of a subconscious need to please them, like be with them. Much like Carol. Uh oh. Well, I'm very persuasive. Perhaps I could put in a good word for my friend Carol. Yeah, of course. So maybe I should have her tankles serenade for me? I like that. I like that a lot. Thus proving your sonorous voice that I you've, hope been, so. you've been touting <laughs> so all this time. It sounds yeah, it sounds like like Carol shoots you a look, her tankles, that like explains I, I would like you the monologue in your head of like what you would like your friend to do that you've conveyed with a look. What message? Are you going to do to compel Hitankles to sing a song, uh, a, a serenade for you two? That song that will change the world for me is this person. Do we know this person's name? You don't know this person's name. Person, what's your name? They start to say Ma Lissa. Melissa. Melissa. <laughs> I find myself just taking the voice of whoever's gone before me. <laughs> and you can do an insight. You can... My old girlfriend was named Mally. <laughs> what a coincidence. Melissa. What's going on? What's going on? Well, I'm going to I'm going to sing a song for my friend Carol. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that one of these? Yes, that's one of those. Now, if you like, I'll allow you to spend a bardic inspiration on this because I think you got like four or three for Yeah, the I didn't do it last turn. I meant to. Yeah, well, I mean, you didn't need to because right. like there was one left. Uh, so what you can do is if you spend one of those, I'll let you roll the, a, a performance check at advantage uh, and we'll take whatever result from there. I'm going to use bardic inspiration, which just gives me that little extra juice when I sing my song. I call it my go-go juice. Just gives me that little boost I need to perform. Cocaine? Or Red Bull or what? <laughs> it's, a, it's a nondescript substance that I carry around in a small bag that gives me that extra oomph to perform. Okay. All right. It seems reasonable. That's what you gave me in the bathroom. <laughs> Carol, don't, even, don't, don't mention it. Okay. He's got this little mirror. Lisa, we see something in you so good. You're going to get with Carol and be happy forever. Oh, 18 yeah. plus 8. Whoa. Boom. Okay, so with a 26, this is a beautiful R&B ballad. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, girl or boy, whoever you are. <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting caught on now. R and B songs call call someone girl who's non-binary. Yeah. Melissa, you gonna be so happy in the arms of Carol tonight. Melissa. I I think accompanying this song there is like a sensual uh, montage of just like these two characters coming together. But I would like to cut away from that. I'm gonna whip uh, out my tambo for this song. Yes. 
It's uh, it's ooh, sensual tambourine. Everybody loves a good sensual tambourine. He starts pulling my ears, and I just suddenly start dancing and spinning while he's on my oh, shoulders. Yeah, he's still on oh yeah, shoulders. I'm still up there. <laughs> I would like uh, to cut over to Joshua. Joshua, I would like you to make an Uh-oh. insight check. Uh, wait. Where's my ins- Okay, oh, I got a plus one. So I roll a what? Roll a d20. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Twelve. So thirteen. Thirteen. Something is off here. I agree. So as I'm trying to scoop a little bit of the melted orange skin goo from the- (laughs) from my earlier opponents into a small vial, maybe it could come in handy for a beach setting or something. Uh, I kind of look over at the romance that's going on, and something about it seems odd to me. I'm not sure that Melissa is who they say they are. Uh, we cut into the mind palace of Joshua. What does like your internal realm look like? Oh, I'm sitting on the floor. Vials of paint of every color <laughs> matched in a giant color wheel prism around me. It spawns 30 feet away from the center. Every micro shade in between. I'm able to dip into different vials as I paint what I'm feeling. I start to paint storm clouds raining on myself. I'm crying. I'm so sad. I see the shadow of my Mally, who used to be with me. Mally! And I think it's morning. Like you wake up from a dream and it's it's morning and you know what was bothering you last night. That Melissa Mally. reminds you so much of Mally in a way that fills your heart with like a tremorous anxiety. Okay, but did my song help them fuck or what? Oh, we faded to black on that, <laughs> okay. so you know something went All right, I want to make sure. I still got it. I gotta tell Carol. <sighs> I run out of... Where are we sleeping? I think you're I think you're at a, a local inn. Oh, probably they gifted us some rooms because, you know, we were baller last night in the yeah. street. So I run... It's the baller cause. I, I run to the front desk of the inn and say, Excuse me. Hello! Please don't be... Oh, kilometers. <laughs> yeah, I, I also happen to work the front desk. Oh, nice. Hey, do you happen to know... And please let me know if I'm overreaching by asking what room my friend Carol is in. I totally do know I would get fired if I told you... Whoa, ah. kilometers, come on, we go way back. <laughs> okay. Think about all that we did for the community last night. It's yeah. just an important message. I just need to chat. Uh, we go into kilometers brain, and uh, <laughs> there's like a, I think, crayon drawing, like flashback of the events of last night. Wow, we've really come so far as comrades. Why, I should risk my job for you. I'll tell you what, how about... I answer you in the form of a riddle. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll call it a piece of advice. Okay. Are you looking for two lovers in a hotel? Do you want supreme comfort and luxury in a place to stay? Oh then you might look in a particular type of suite. Oh, 
Pardon me, kilometers. Does this venue have a honeymoon suite? Why, yes, it would. And is it on the top floor as they often are? I believe that's the standard layout. And it, will it be behind double doors instead of single doors? Yeah, with a weird knob in the middle. And when you open the door to the room, there's music that plays automatically. Thank you, kilometers. <laughs> I believe I have everything I need. <laughs> uh, it's hard to tell. You, you're not familiar with gremlins, but you feel like you get a wink. Uh, from this small creature <laughs> as you dash off. <laughs> hey, Matt, um, if you're not doing anything later and we're still here, we'd love to grab a drink. <laughs> hey, heroes, it's James, your game master. Welcome to the mid-roll. I want to start things off by thanking everyone who supported the One Shot Network in the Audioverse Awards this year. So many of our shows and performers won rightly deserved recognition, and it's all because of your support. A huge congratulations to the Broadswords, A Horror Borealis, the cast of Campaign, to everyone who was recognized, and all of those who didn't specifically win awards but helped make those shows amazing. We appreciate everyone in our audience who went out of their way to make sure we felt recognized. Now, if you like what you hear here on our Try Guys episodes, be sure to check out some of the other shows on our network, like the newly award-winning A Horror Borealis podcast, which is a Monster of the Week actual play set in Revenant, Alaska. Listen for stories about small-town life, emotional found family relationships, and terrifying monsters. It's GM'd by the very capable and also award-winning Alex Flanagan. You can also check out our all-non-male D&D actual play show, The Broadswords, which is GM'd by, what's this, award-winning game master Victoria Rogers, and features entertaining stories in a meticulously sound-designed podcast. You can find A Horror Borealis and The Broadswords wherever you get your podcasts or at oneshotpodcast.com. I want to remind everyone to mark their calendars for this Thursday. January 16th at 7 p.m. Central Time because OneShot is going to feature the Adventure Zone card game on our Twitch page. You can find it at twitch.tv slash OneShotRPG. We're going to have an all-star cast of players checking out this new storytelling card game from Together Studios and the McElroys. It's going to be a good time. As always, before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. Anton Hagerstrand. Thank you so much. Adam Navarin Everett. Thank you very much. Malcolm McDougall. Thank you. Matthew Perkins. Thank you so much. Indiana Granger. Thank you very much. Jack Shahari. Thank you so much. Jack Shirai. Jack Shirai. Thank you very much. Brian Ellis. Thank you very much, Brian. Rosie Morell. Thank you. Charu Patel. Thank you very much. Jacob Bowler. Thank you. David Lasseret. Thank you very much. Mike and Val Perkins. Thank you both. Mr. Evil Doom. Thank you. Lindsay Lola Paulson. Thank you so much. Pateri Rin. Thank you very much. And Ryan Mayo. Thank you so much. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We wouldn't be able to produce these programs without your help. If you like what you hear here and you want to hear more from our shows in the future, please consider heading over to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and signing up as a backer to give us a small amount of support each month. 
that pays for hosting, our studio, our performers, our editors, and everything that brings podcasts like this to your ears. It also keeps me alive, and I appreciate that quite a bit. But with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. So I, I, I run up the stairs to the top. I would like you to run into one of your companions, of or course. both of your companions on the way up. As uh, I am a- approaching the stairway, I see hot ankles <laughs> making some tea. <laughs> on top of... <laughs> He's still... Yeah. He's still... <laughs> they slept that way. <laughs> He's still perched atop his friend and my friend. See, I'm the tallest. <laughs> <laughs> Edgar, hot angles. I've just had a crazy revelation. I need to tell something to Carol. Would you come with? <laughs> Bro, we got your back. Of course. We've been up since sunrise, having a light jog of 21 miles. I saw the sunrise slightly sooner, because I'm higher up. As we run up the stairs, I try to quickly explain to them what's on my mind. Guys, so I used to date a girl. Her name was Molly, but she was evil. Also, she had the ability to shapeshift and change what she looked like. I think that Melissa is Molly. I'm not sure, but I get that kind of feeling. Okay? Whoa. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> um, so well, you, re- you really think that Molly would follow you here to this town with the crimson mist? Well... I don't know if it's just coincidence that she's here. She was evil, and one of her wishes was to take over a small town. I don't understand. <laughs> like, this why is wouldn't so- you? This is this is amazing news. Finally, your long lost lover. No, I, the same no town. I don't. You can get back together no, with her. She's you can evil. move back to Calabasas. No. I could sing a song to make them both think that they're not. Because I, I, I kind of feel guilty, dude. I sang a song that made them totally do Thing it last is, night. She has magic. I don't think your song had anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Now no I know offense. you're tripping. No offense. <laughs> I know you're tripping. My no. song was good. You heard that song. It was gorgeous. I feel, I feel like a tickle. Pull the knife. <laughs> I pull my scimitar. Tranquils. It's nothing about your music. I'm just saying she has magic and the ability to cast spells over others. Well, you saw the way Carol was smitten. Perhaps we should just break down the door and smash her in the head. I don't want to find from the hotel, so maybe <laughs> we knock. And if that doesn't work, by all means, let's slash and dash. I'm putting my scimitar away because I know that you love my music and got me on constant rotation. Dude, I used to follow you before we were even friends. No kidding. Yes. Were you on my MySpace? Yes. Wow. I saw you back in Albar in 96. Dude, it is always great to meet a fan. Oh, that, well, I've been wanting to figure out the right time, but I didn't want it to be weird. Here's the thing, though. If Mally is capable of magic, perhaps this insidious red mist that we've been trying to find the source of could be not from a place, but from... A person. Right? Oh, no, we should have let them burn. She knows my love of colors. Oh, did we totally screw the pooch saving her? Uh, no. <laughs> All right, you knock on the door. We'll hide right next to it. Right. And we'll actually, we'll hide in the suite adjacent, and then at appropriate time, barge through the connecting door for families. <laughs> I'm not sure a honeymoon suite has that, but you know what? 
Maybe it does. <laughs> a question. When you were dating Mally, uh, was Mally, did Mally identify as a woman? Well, I just want to make sure I'm getting the pronouns right for this yes, creature. Yes, oh, yeah. what? They could change how they appeared, so like, okay. it's hard uh, to say. All right, cool. I appreciate it. I just want to make sure I got it right. Yeah. Even though we're going to totally fight Mally, if it is Mally, they deserve our respect. All right. Let's knock on the door. I'm going to bash this <laughs> face in. Let's come. I'm going to, okay. To the other side of the door, like, there is a knock. I think moments ago, Carol, you woke up and discovered yourself alone in the room. Yes. There is a note on the bed, Mm. sealed with like a black seal. Yes. I opened the note. And inside the note it says, join me, Carol. Signed, the Crimson Mist. (sighs) What? And then I hear a very confused knock of three fists at the door. Three, three people clearly knocking at the same well, All with two hands. Uh, actually, I think one is from the family room adjoining our hotel. That must be Edgar. It's very loud banging. And I open the door and... Carol, yes. she's not yes, here! Yes, I know. She's evil. I knew she was evil since the charisma charm I tried to cast didn't work. What? That makes sense. The only explanation for how Eugene's <laughs> charisma could have failed. It didn't work. And then we just heard, we had to hear him sing. And I burst through the family door and swipe my axe at Carol. What? And narrowly pull it back just in time. But the momentum cuts a, just a tiny lock of her hair. And I'm like, oh no. I catch the hair and say, I'll write a song about this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Boys, there's no time to waste. We have the crimson mist in our sights, but the question is, for me, why the crimson mist is crimson in all the fires we've seen from the demons and Abraham Lincoln? Why have they been that shade of green? Maybe because it's almost Christmas time. Also, they're complimentary colors. <laughs> yeah. So maybe they're fighting each well, other. Well, I just wonder if they are they working alone. My green, my magic was green. I don't know. Is this the point where I like laugh maniacally and reveal that I'm the villain? I use. <laughs> I don't know. I, I use my knowledge of history to search back at texts that I've read of what other spells could be green and what other spells could be red. But yes. what does it all mean? Yes, Edgar, did you remember? I got a 12 plus two, 14. 14, okay. We, once again, we cut back into you uh, at Yael, uh, <laughs> reading your history books. Uh, and these are magical histories. These are the ones that you like the least. So Boring. they don't like jump into your memory as quickly as some of like the, the, the ballads about the great battles of the past that you remember. So you're reading through, there's a magical philosopher who, who long ago was talking about the nature of life and death, of healing and necromancy. And uh, they said that red is the color of life. It is the color of our blood. It fuels our hearts. And green is the color of death, the color of a malicious magic that overwhelms life and creates a mockery of it. Uh, that's the only passage that stood out to you, I think because you tried to work it into one of your barbaric poems and it never quite panned out. Mm. That makes sense as to why my scar is... 
green. <laughs> All this time, the glue. My magic is green, but it was given to me by Kitty Keith. You don't think that Kitty Keith could be working with the Crimson Mist? I'm very confused, <laughs> um, in general, about who is who and what is bad. I will say I know definitively that, and you know, skeletons that just walk around on their own, bad. People that melt into puddles, bad. And uh, also, not to be like weird, but whoever you just slept with might not be who you think they are. I don't think they're bad. Also, how was it though? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how that sex was. It was red. Whoa. Gross. Red Wait. with the flush of our cheeks side by side, holding each other tenderly. Aww. Some might even call it crimson. Aww. Which e makes me think, perhaps the crimson mist is either working with Kitty Keith or against Kitty Keith? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not totally convinced Kitty Keith is like part of it. <laughs> Maybe, but... Green. They brought up the green magic and the green's been everywhere and my magic was green. It was gifted to me by a I'm just saying. Guys, guys, yeah, guys yeah, he yeah, said, yeah. I remember in my books, red is the color of love. There's nothing greater in the world than love. Even though it fuels my rage, it would make me angry if anyone tried to destroy it. So the crimson mist is actually the greatest gift of all. So is Malissa and <coughs> Mali not actually evil? I, I feel she like was, we're making this more convoluted. <laughs> I know. I, she was no, She was definitely evil. That's why we broke it off. But what did she do that was evil? She wanted to go take over a small township and rule it from a spire. <laughs> she was also after my family's fortune. Okay, guys, here's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna open up a window and I'm going to talk to a bird using my speak with animals magic. And I'm going to send that little birdie out to see if there's any spooky shit going on. Well, yeah, we probably should like talk to more people. <laughs> We're making a lot of hypotheses here and we pretty much only know kilometers. <laughs> we ain't got time for that. I'm gonna see, ask this little birdie if they see a uh, crimson-colored and or green-colored giant kitty together or separately up to no good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're going with the Keith theory here. Great. Great. <laughs> I don't, a, Eugene seemed to be wanting to set me up for my evil magic, so I went with it. I like it, too. Uh, so, yeah, you cast a spell, and, like, I think for the first time, like, you're looking at your hands and the waves that, like, come out of you as you speak with animals, and they are green. And for the first time, they seem sinister. Oh, no. <laughs> la, 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 la. But you, like, yeah, you, th this sweet Disney princess-esque song, like, goes out to the air and, like... It's so hot in here. I know. It, it calls what? out, it calls out to animals, and, like, I think there's a tree nearby, and fluttering delicately down onto the tree is a crow. A big old crow. Like, flutters down, but, like, in the Disney princess style of, like, delicately, petitely landing. Guys, I'm gonna talk to this crow real quick. Hello! Ah! Oh! Ah! 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 
Oh, we're just doing the whole thing in protocol. This is good audio. <laughs> this is why people listen to podcasts for up close and personal crow sounds. <laughs> Um, so, I think after we're gonna call a full forty-minute conversation you have with this crow. Yeah, it's a lot. We're getting real deep into it. You get real shots. Family painted doing. you in the crow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to roll for this magic. I just get it. Um, so uh, let me see. Talk with animals. I also like to cure quick. our wounds before we go into our next battle. Uh, after sleeping, actually, you will heal your wounds. Uh, okay, great, we're healed. Great. You get your spells refreshed. Okay. See, so you might be able to persuade the beast to perform a small favor for you at the DM's discretion. So I think you have definitely made a friend of this crow, and the crow is totally willing to do you a solid. Wow, the thanks, crow's bro. like, I would help you move. I would pick you up from the airport. That's you. Even That's LAX. how close we are wow. right now. Yeah. So what do you ask of this crow? Crow. I want you to go out and fly above the town and see if you can spot some ne'er-good-doers doing some nasty shit. Yeah, yeah. So the crow, like, flaps its wings and takes off into the air. And, like, there's a tense few minutes where you're, like, waiting in the room for the crow to return. Should we go talk to somebody during this time? Or, nah, nah. I mean, you can if you would like, if that's where you want I'm to be. And the only person here is Kilometers, and <laughs> let this talk. we've talked to him enough. He's, he's a Kilometers. No, no, no. He's, he's a nice guy. He's trying, he's trying very hard to join our group, Josh. We don't need to, don't give him <laughs> Guys, eye contact. Guys, I'm pretty What's up, Kilometers Township? <laughs> we would love, love if we got, like, a tea, Kilometers. You could go grab that for us. We're just oh, waiting yeah, for, sure. I just want to be part we're of whatever's happening for in the room. We, we, you could totally hang out after you get us just four teas. Thank you. Kilometer, we'll call you if we do a podcast. Otherwise, we're keeping you at arm's distance. <laughs> All right, all right, I guess. I could I could just be, it seems like five is better than four. I don't know. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. You'll think about it. Michael <laughs> So it seems like we don't want to talk to someone else. That's fine, too. <laughs> the crow once again lands at the window and... It like excitedly babbles at you as you know you uh, with, with the magic, I think, fading. It's like you've taken four years of Spanish, but for some reason you're an adult now and only every other word makes sense to you. And you're like, oh, I really should have paid more attention in learning a foreign language. It's now something as an adult I really value. And as a child, I couldn't see the value of it. You're walking yourself through that and had to go, uh, maybe I'm gonna download an app and figure it out later. Uh, but Duolingo. The crow, is, <laughs> the crow manages, unless they sponsor, the crow manages uh, to convey to you that close to town, really just half a day's journey out, there is a mysterious red mist emanating around the woods. Guys, a few kilometers outside of town, there's a What? Sorry? No, 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 kilometer, wait, no. Wait, wait, is it my time now? Yeah. Is it my time? Sorry, sorry. A few, just right outside of town, there's a strange red mist emanating from the woods. What should we do? Oh, Let's go into it! I guess, wait, so is is it not here anymore? It seems that the crow has found the source of uh, the mist. Then yeah, we should go. Like, that's what we're here doing, right? We're Let's like, go check it out. Trying to figure it out. Plus, I like, I gotta bottle up some of that mist. You gotta bottle should... that mist. Gotta bottle that mist. Gotta bottle that mist! Carol, what think you? Well, unless Melissa or 
as you knew. Mali. Mali is lying about being the Crimson Mist. They are perhaps over there conjuring up new tricks, so it only seems like we should go stop them. Mali, Malissa was awfully easy to find. Do we think that we've found them, or is this a trap? A trap? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you said Mali was bad, but love right. is good. Right. Red is crimson, mist is foggy. <laughs> My brain's foggy. We flash back to <sighs> a philosophy class that you took in this barbarian university. Only absolutes. That's the only thing that can exist. There are no shades of gray or in-betweens. Good and bad. Mally and not Mally. Mm. I, I know that that's gonna make sense later. Trust me. Flashback to now. Guys. It's either she's good or she's bad, <laughs> right? Either this mist is the best thing ever or it's not. So there's only one way to find out. Sing to it. No, we just gotta go into it. Let's I think see we if Kilometers go. has got a horse or something, maybe four horses. We really have to talk to Kilometers again. <laughs> yes, he's the only, like. He didn't even bring the tea. Well. What's up? I got coffees for everybody. I said tea kilometers. Damn it. It's all right. Kilometers. Yes. Might you have some beast for which that we could ride? Absolutely. See, kilometers always comes through. All right, I got a four here. <laughs> okay. uh, so, what is what is a, a creature that could move all of you theoretically, but would just be so unpleasant to an have? An alligator. <laughs> It's like a slightly above average alligator. No, no, it's a normally sized alligator that's very strong that's pulling behind it like <laughs> just a, a sheet that you sit on. <laughs> One single sheet, like yeah. a, a bed sheet. So we cut we cut to all of you like getting dragged slowly across the ground. <laughs> you know, by you guys, alligator. I'm finding it easier to sit on your shoulders. Maybe Carol, if you sat on Joshua's lap, it would save space. I can literally walk next to you and go faster. <laughs> well, that might make us go a little faster because this, this alligator is not super quick. Now, Joshua, you wanted this. You said you wanted to talk to kilometers. You know what? So it's happening. I, l let me rephrase. I didn't want this, but I do, you know, I trust kilometers. So if he thinks this is the best way to go, this is the best way to go. I'm proficient in animal handling. Let me just, uh, just kind of... Give the alligator like a, a pat on the back and tell him like, hey, can you just pick it up a little bit? We're kind of in a hurry. Make an animal handling roll, please. Okay. Oh, and there's an animal handling. Oh no. Three. <laughs> Three. Three plus two. Are we about to fight our alligator? <laughs> does does he get eaten, bitten by the alligator? Oh no. I get... think you get a little bit. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Say something to a, that offends the alligator. Uh, look, I mean, we just we I, we really gotta get to the crimson mist fast. I know that you're trying to. Go the speed limit, and I know that you're trying to be a safe alligator, but like, can you just go a little faster? Please, you're making me mad. Um, and as you do that, I think the alligator like turns around, snaps, and gets you pretty good on the wrist. Oh <coughs> my god! Take seven damage. Bro! Oh, seven. Seven. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I punch it in the face. <laughs> <laughs> 
Edgar, that's <laughs> our ride. <laughs> takes a d12 plus four damage. <laughs> Ten. Okay. Or no, or no, five. Are you still attacking the five, alligator? Five bludgeoning damage. Five bludgeoning damage. The alligator uh, turns around and bites at the little rope that attaches uh, the sheep <laughs> to it. And it like slowly turns around oh, and no. like walks back to town mean mugging you the whole time. <laughs> oh, kilometers gonna be pissed. Fine, I'll carry you guys on the sheet. <laughs> 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 well, this is actually way faster. <laughs> so we cut to two hours later. Look at those uh, thin little legs go. <laughs> I think you are tired right now, Edgar, so you are going to be at disadvantage for like physical and athletic checks. No. As you arrive to see, you see rolling across the ground, this, this ruby crimson mist is just spread out. Oh, this <laughs> is so spooky. Jesus, how spooky is that? Have you ever, like, seen this? It's so spooky. It's spooky. <sighs> well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back with more D&D and the Try Guys next week. In the meantime, be sure to check out some of the other great gaming shows we have on the One Shot Network. Like Neo Scum. Neo Scum is a narrative comedy podcast featuring five Chicago improvisers antagonizing their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. It follows a group of misfits and outsiders. Z, an acerbic cyber troublemaker. Pox, the candy junkie klepto from across the pond. Tech Wizard, the public access actor with a petulant thirst for adventure. And Dak Rambo, the nastiest trucker this side of the Robo Mason Dixon. Join the irascible Neoscum crew on a puerile rockin' road trip through a weirdo world of tomorrow, doling out street justice to every deeb they encounter whether they deserve it or not. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And this week, I want to remind you that it's an election year, which means you need to make sure that you're registered to vote. But your political participation shouldn't stop at voting. You can also help out by making sure everyone you know is registered to vote. Throughout the year, you're able to communicate directly with your representatives through through phone calls and emails to let them know about the issues you care about most. Also, election years are the perfect time to volunteer for candidates that you support. Bringing about change comes from more than casting a ballot. And we're depending on everyone to do their part and make a difference. So register, vote, and get involved in any way you can. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.